Welcome to the Blackout Podcast, where I get to talk to amazing people who do amazing things. And today I have, I want to call you an influencer, I know, but I love what you're doing on Instagram. Um, entrepreneur and owner of Pride Beauty Lounge, Torio Mans. Thanks for coming to the podcast today. Thank you for having me. Okay, I remember um, just seeing your post. First off, I love that, like, inclusivity is kind of baked into the mm. DNA of your company. So I'll just start there. Why is that important to you? Being inclusive is important just because um, I've always been like very community centered. Like that's just how I grew up. And also being in the queer community, being indigenous, being disabled, all of those things are just, they are me. So if they are me, then they are my company. Um, You know, Someone wouldn't, I guess, call you indigenous or, or like, you know, when they look at you, they'll be like, oh, no, she, you know, she's white. Or I'm whatever. white. And you're like, oh, why um, are you so, um, like, you know, you should be worried about the bottom line, you know. Mm. I just want to make paint my payments. I make sure my staff are paid. But being inclusive, that Especially with what happened with COVID. There are people that are just, just because your company is inclusive, they just don't even come to you or, or engage with your company. Like, was that ever a worry for you? What? Uh, was that ever a worry <laughs> that, you know, being, baking inclusive, oh. vitting into your, into your company mm. would keep people from, you know, because it's a new business, right? That's so true. Honestly, that did cross my mind because of how niche the company is. Mm. Like, it is so niche. But I feel like because of that, like, I have targeted my market to a T. And that has only ever helped my business. Mm. With beauty businesses in general, I feel like they are very, like, the same cookie cutter. Like, very much cookie cutter. And so I think, especially with a new business and being straight out of school and opening my business, it had to have a niche or else it just was going to be another cookie cutter anyways so and that's just not me <laughs> but um so you know it's i i, I mean cookie, cookie cutter is great you say that but it's not as if there is a path but usually what it's like i want to do this i'll go to school and then mm -hmm. i'll walk somewhere and you're like fuck that i'm not i'm just gonna jump like mm. was that scary at all yeah. <laughs> okay and thinking back at it i'm like wow i was really brave mm. to do that um but before that i was like employed i worked in mental health and um i wanted to be in the beauty industry so that i could be self-employed so i had no like through the program whole and whole like there was no intentions of ever working for anyone else wow. like so going out of school i did a placement for like a month and then i just opened my business because i was like i didn't might as well <laughs> i don't want to work for anyone i did um i mean i guess there are so many different beauty lounges all over the city mm -hmm. and you decided to find this niche was it difficult to find the people that you wanted to work with? Yes, it was. Um, my first employee, I 
had another business. I sold lashes and I knew her, Brittany, through she bought lashes from me and I knew she was an esthetician and she was on mat leave at the time. And I was like, you need to work with me because I knew she was so similar to me and that we had the same goals. We very socially conscious, etc. So I was like, this is the type of person I want to work with. Mm. And then she knew someone else and then it went from there. Um, and then actually like a few of my employees now are people I went to high school with who I know are also like, I just know them. I know their heart is good and friends of friends. Like a lot of my employees are, were clients of us. They, so it's just kind of referral a lot of time mm. too to work with uh, pride beauty lounge. It's very close knit in that sense. Like I need to know that your heart's good. Mm, mm. Yeah. I mean, it's in the name, but why did you decide to call it pride beauty lounge? Because it's queer-centric, and mm -hmm. the idea was always queer-centric, so pride associated with queer. And just, I think when I think of pride, I think of, like, being confident, and I wanted it to stand out more. Mm. So that's why I wanted to use the word pride. Okay. And also, like, disability pride, etc. too, right? So. Mm. Mm, let's rewind, though. You said you worked mm. for, in, in the mental health field. How did you get to work there? What were you doing there? So... I went to school for community and human services, specializing in addictions counseling. After that, I worked in, um, so counseling for youth sex trafficking survivors. Yeah, you don't pick the easy things, eh? <laughs> no. <laughs> and then I worked at a rehabilitation center for people with complex mental health issues. And currently, I also still work in mental health, kind of. I work at the Mi'kmaq Friendship Center as well so up the street or a different one yeah the one that's right there. right i'm like oh is it oh <laughs> that's cool anyway yeah. anyway anyway i'm like you know the more i talk to you the more these layers are peeling i'm like oh man of course you love what you're doing you're mm -hmm. a very interesting person but also community is just always circled yeah. like that even what you went to study why did you decide to study that i wanted to study mental health because I had been dealing with mental health all my life, um, having mental illness. And um, when I was younger, uh, when I was about 15, I saw a school counselor and um, I told her that I was suicidal. I was like 15 at the time. I was like, I'm suicidal. And at the time, so traumatic, she ended up calling the police. Holy shit. She called social workers. I was admitted into the hospital. And this was like my first introduction into like the system. And I hated social workers. <laughs> and at the time, I fully remember, I was like, I wish that whoever I was talking to went through something instead of just read a book and now they're talking to me. Right. Like being that self-aware at 15, being like, she doesn't know what she's talking about. Mm. Like, what does she know? So I wanted to work in mental health because I could sit at the other side and be like, I can actually empathize, not just sympathize. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was important. Wow. What was the outcome of that? Like, you know, what happened with the social, uh, with the school counselor? Um, I don't really remember. I remember I was in the hospital and then... The social workers, I was on suicide watch for a bit. Holy they shit. ended up medicating me, and then I've been in therapy for around 11 years now. 
Wow. Thanks for sharing that. Um, I mean, it makes sense why you are really passionate about what you're doing. Okay, so you had that experience like, fuck this. I'm going to find a better way to do this. Um, you studied that. You could kind of start in the... I don't want to say... Mental health is always difficult, but at least in the not so... You know, you went to complex and uh, people, you know, survivors of sex work. That's... How, I mean, you, how do you even take care of yourself to be able to do that work? I can't even imagine it. Yeah. Since school, they always really ingrained, like, you need to find a method of self-care or you're going to be burnt out. Like, that was very ingrained in us. It's very ingrained when you're working in the mental health industry, care work, etc., that you need self-care or your career is just going to be gone. So my methods of self-care has always been beauty and skincare and makeup and going to the spas and getting massages and getting facials. That was always what I've been into, like as a hobby and even like learning how to do my own hair, learning how to do my own lashes, you know, doing my makeup for like an hour was just like self-care to me. Mm -hmm. So when I thought of like the beauty industry to go into as a second career, I was like, I think this is actually a lot more similar with self-care and beauty than people realize it is. I agree. Um, I remember for one of my birthdays, I got like a card to go and do my nails. And I was like, why uh, why don't they let I tell everyone to do this? Because it was mm. so relaxing. Yeah. It was so, so relaxing. And like, I do that every, almost every month now. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so you found some way to take care of yourself. Like, but it's also your job now. Um, is, is there, I don't want to say conflicts, but like, does it ever get like, oh, fuck, I don't want to do this because this is what I need for myself. Or how, how do you navigate that? It's a really good question. And I've thought of that. I'm like, is this going to ruin it for me? Mm-hmm. And it hasn't. Oh, wow. It's only ever, like, helped me more, especially having all the professional products now. Right! (laughs) (laughs) So I still, like, I go to Pride Beauty, like, all the time. Do Like, my staff do my nails. They do my facials. And, you know, I still make that important. I still like going to other salons and spas and getting massages and even going to other places and getting pedicures just to see what they're kind of like, you know? Mm. And, um... So it's still like even at home, like my skincare routine, they're still very important and it hasn't ruined anything that I'm in that industry Mm. and I'm still doing it at home. It's still my self-care. No, that's great. And um, okay, well, so you said self-care for you was skincare, makeup, all that stuff. How did you get into like makeup and and beauty and before it became a business? I don't really know, honestly. I think just growing up feminine, you know, my hair. When I was in high school, like, I I spent so much time doing my makeup in the morning. It was just a part of me. I've always liked that. Um, Doing my hair, etc. That's just always been something that I've done. And probably just because being a feminine person. What about it feels good to you? Like, the makeup and all that. What about it feels good? I think that subconsciously that it feels good because it's like an act of self-love. 
Right. You're really, really saying, I love you. I'm doing this for you. You know, mm. it's like you're telling yourself that. Yeah. Also knowing like after I do my makeup or after I do my hair, after I take care of myself, I'm going to feel confident and I'm going to feel good because I know what it is like, you know, going through depressive episodes and not being able to wash my hair or not being able to like I would get mats in my hair from my depression, not washing it, not brushing it, not taking care of myself. So I know what it's like to like be on the other end where I'm not taking care of myself and I feel it makes everything worse. Mm. So being able to take time for myself and do those things makes me feel more confident. Okay, so you're doing the social work and you're taking care of all these people and like, oh wait, I want to start a second career. What prompted you to think of starting a second career? Um, like in the beauty industry? Yeah. I don't, I don't, so COVID came out. Oh, fucking COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a lot of people did career changes at that point. Yeah. Where we're like stuck at home, even though I was in care work, but I actually got COVID. Whoa, like at the beginning? At the beginning. So That's was, like when we didn't really, f oh my so God. bad. I was out of work for like a month and a half. Holy I was so shit. sick. And that was before the, um, before the vaccines. Yep. Holy shit. The first boat of it. And so I had a lot of time to reflect. Right. And I was like, I think at the time I was like, I'm going to go to beauty school just for funsies. <laughs> I just thought it was going to be fun. Mm -hmm. And it ended up being a career that I wanted to get into full time because I thought it was going to be like fun. I was going to do it as like a side job, like nails at home while I worked at the rehab, etc. But it was definitely more than that. At what point did you decide, OK, I'm going to start my own, you know, silent Probably, like, maybe two months into the program. What? How long is the program itself? Just 10 months. Okay, so two mm -hmm. months and you're like, fuck, I like this. I'm going to start this. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Man, you're such an inspiration. <laughs> I think so much. If I do one thing, I'm like, two months in you, so sure. Okay, so two months in, you know you want to do it. Mm -hmm. How are you preparing to start your business, I guess, eight months from then? Um... I think before before I even went to, into the program, I had like a side business anyways, oh, selling okay. lashes. So I was familiar with like writing business plans and that aspect of things. I also have like a background in, you know, other businesses I've done so much. Okay, stuff. I need to ask. I hate <laughs> business plans. Like yeah. I kind of know what I want to do, but writing it down. Mm. Oh. I know. <laughs> it's helped me though. It helps me like, gather all my thoughts and put them all together and then being able to refer back to something that i'm like okay, oh no i'm totally gonna reach out to you about <laughs> that i need you to hook me up with business plans because anyway so you do your business plan yeah yeah i did my business plan and it just went from there um that i was just like I'm, this is just gonna be a business plan. was it i mean you know uh in covid most people are home you're doing all these things mm -hmm. and, your business is brick and mortar. You actually have to have a place where people come. Like, was it difficult to find that place? And yeah, oh my gosh. So I was looking into commercial real estate through Halifax, Dartmouth, and the prices were astronomical per month. Like even Dartmouth Crossing. I was like, maybe a Dartmouth Crossing. And I knew I wanted something like a little bigger. Like I wanted 
like multiple employees, etc. But like we're talking like ten, twenty five thousand dollars a month. Wow. I was like, no. <laughs> That's so insane. I was like, we're gonna bring it back a little bit. And right. I found um a salon. It was a hair salon in Sackville, Lower Sackville, and it was a lot less expensive. So I was like, we're gonna go with this one. <laughs> and then um how long did it take to set it up to be what you wanted it to be? Three months. <laughs> you like a machine. I know. To be fair, the place that I was renting, it was already set up. Mm. All I did, like I, I painted walls and I changed light fixtures and I moved, like I removed a lot of the furniture. When you said I, do you mean like you literally did that or? Yeah. I'm sorry, what are you? What? <laughs> Me and my family, yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. We went and we painted it. We did that all ourselves. That's anyway, and how was it? Do you remember what it's like the first day you opened Prep Beauty Lounge? It was definitely terrifying and I did not sleep. Finally, something that scares you. <laughs> oh my god. I'm like shaking the whole time. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, I'm too brave. <laughs> like, we're Wait. just gonna do this. God damn. And um, how many staff do you have now? Eight. Huh. That's mm -hmm. big. Yeah. And I mean, and do all have to buy into like, you know, career and inclusivity mm. and all this? Huh. Okay. Oh, 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 the other thing, you know, as a queer person, was it difficult like to come out or navigate that at all for you? It was. Um... When I came out as queer and had, like, my first partner, um, it was really awkward to, like, tell my parents, obviously. I was, like, nervous. But they were really cool and accepting. My mm -hmm. dad was a little... <laughs> but, you know, overall it was okay. And the same with, like, coming out as non-binary. It was kind of awkward, but less awkward. But I knew that people weren't going to understand it, mm -hmm. so... I was just kind of expected, like, hey, like, gender's fake, okay? Why Why do you think people have some difficulty understanding that? I think just because it's ingrained in us. Like, even when I was younger, like, if you asked me anything about non-binary, I couldn't tell you. I didn't know until a few years ago. And then I was like, that's me. Like... Mm. don't know i think because a lot of people they don't they don't like what they don't understand mm. and that's kind of instilled in them probably from their parents and their grandparents etc is to like question things and not really understand things like that mm. or just in general like the queer community yeah i mean you find like the lady that wrote the um the Harry Potter, like you can write about the wizards and stuff, but this is difficult to understand. I don't understand mm. it. I don't, I don't, I, and I think to me, it isn't even affecting the person in any way, you mm. know, like someone being queer or gay or whatever, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not making the person grow shorter or taller or make them, like it's not affecting you anyway. Mm. I don't know. I don't understand why people... I can't get it. I can't wrap my mind around it. I don't know. 
Um, I'm not sure why people are like that. I think that's like a really good like philosophy question. Why are people so concerned with what other people like, are doing? Yeah, like it's not affecting you. I mean, and um, I think, what's his name? The last president of the, whatever. Anyway, with how we were talking and people are now like, and then people got into, oh no, trans people are mm. going to come to the bathroom and like, what? <laughs> I don't even understand it. I can't I can't wrap my mind around it. Like what? Anyway, um so Pre Beauty Lounge. Um <laughs> what are some things you love about that space? My team. I think it every day like it's such an inspiration to like work with such cool people and have like such cool clients too. It's like I've literally curated this space full of like really cool people mm. and I get to work with them like every day and I get to see them every day and like the clients are so cool and I've made so many friends like I think that's like my favorite thing it is so cool oh another thing cool thing you do your Instagram how do you navigate social media because like your Instagram videos are pretty cool thank you um I've taken like additional training in there <laughs> 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 so I did through the Sackville Business Association, they actually, um, they let Sackville business owners do the NSCC digital marketing, like a mini course kind of thing. So mm -hmm. I got to do the digital marketing course. And then I went on and did social media management certification. And then I did another business program with a business mentor where I learned social media. So I really like social media. I think it's so fun. Mm -hmm. And so I definitely, I went out and seeked more education around it because I was like, I, I like it and it boosts my business. And pretty much since the beginning, like Instagram and TikTok have been what brings in clients mm -hmm. to Pride Beauty Lounge. Just when we're thinking of like your target market, where do they hang out? What age are they? What apps do they use? Like, how do they find beauty salons? social media so mm -hmm. like you i had to i had to to be successful i had to learn how to do it yeah i know you do it you do it you make it so easy okay so here's one for you though i know you're a busy person you have all this thing you still do the mental health thing you run yeah responsible for at least eight people mm -hmm. um and then you also have to make time to take care of yourself but how do you juggle all that wait are you dating yeah. Okay, and then you're also dating, so how are you juggling all that? I know. Um, I am a really big calendar person. Oh, right, 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 right. So even to the point, like, my girlfriend and I, we share calendars. Like, we have a combined calendar because she works too. So I work two jobs. I work at Pride Beauty Lounge and have my hours there. I do lashes at Pride Beauty Lounge. I manage Pride Beauty Lounge. And then I also work at the Friendship Center. And then everything else, so, like, we combine calendars. But then I have my own separate calendar, and I do time blocking. Like, I, I'm very, very busy in my day-to-day, -day, you know, and then I got to find time to go grocery shopping. <laughs> <laughs> like, I have to be organized or else it's not going to work. Which app do you use for your calendar? I, so we use Timeshare, I think, for the combined one. But my personal one, I use just Google Calendar. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. I've tried other ones, but Google Calendar, it's my favorite. Yeah, to me too. Well, I don't use, I don't have an iPhone, so, mm. but I just love Google. It just, it's mm. easy. It's just easy. Okay, so um, 
Always great talking to you. And I'm going to reach out about our business plan thing. Real yeah. real talk. Um, <laughs> but I want to let you go with this question. So there's someone mm. watching or listening and they're like, I want to be just like you. <laughs> 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 what uh, advice would you share? Um, I think there is like a lot of benefits to like doing things that maybe everybody's going to tell you not to do. And I'm lucky that I have like parents in the support system that other people's parents and support systems would tell them like, you are crazy. (laughs) (laughs) You need to do this, this, this first, like Mm. don't get ahead of yourself. But I think there's such benefit in just going ahead when you see something and you Mm -hmm. want something to just do it and stop being scared of what other people are saying and what other people are going to say or, you know, comparing yourself to others and what path you should be on and just if you want something just do it we want something just do it tori thank Mm. you so much for coming in today thank you for having me